Welcome to Talk No Jutsu. I'm Smug Donuts here with my wife, Spiral Fishcake, and we're here to talk about anime. Anime is an important part of our culture! On this episode, we're going to talk about our favorite animes from 2019, what we're looking forward to in 2020. We're going to be talking about our waifu of the week, Suyu Asui, aka Rappi, and end it with our animes we've been watching, including My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and a bunch of other stuff. So, Spiral Fishcake, what were your favorite animes of 2019? So one of my favorite animes of 2019, one which we finished recently, was Dr. Stone. Yeah, Dr. Stone. That's a really good one. We talked about that a bit last time, right? We did, um, yeah. We talked about it on our first podcast. We hadn't finished watching it yet. Now that we have finished watching it, I gotta say, no spoilers or anything, but having reached the end, my mind was pretty blown at certain parts. So we were about halfway through it, I think, last time we talked about it. I really like Senku, the main protagonist of that anime, because I just really like his focus on science and learning, and I think he does a really good job of knowing all of these different types of things and exploring all these different types of ideas, and then also growing with all the people around him and being willing to teach them all of his knowledge because he has a ton of knowledge and it was always fun learning all of the different things he knew and seeing how he could implement that in really interesting ways into the town to make it better. I think it's interesting building up for next season just the idea of brains versus bronze you know all that so that's very interesting to me so I'm excited for when season two will inevitably come out. It was a lot different than other shonen that I've seen in terms of the types of things that the main character was doing you know it wasn't focused on on fighting and getting stronger and things like that, which I love watching too because I love shonen, but it was focused on building things from the ground and using his knowledge to really make people's lives better. I thought that was fun to watch. Yeah, I really love that. Now that we finished it, seeing them not only just have the science, but the other people other than Senku apply what they've learned, that was really cool to see. It's like, it's not just the Senku show. The other people do a lot of cool stuff too. And when they fight the bad guys, it applies the science in a similar way as well. And it's like, this is actually a really cool way of doing it it's not just here's the science senku show all day right i really thought chrome was able to do some interesting things and i really enjoyed the friendship that they develop over time and i really enjoyed seeing all of the different characters develop different skills that they could use to contribute to everybody mm-hmm. and to their town i thought that was really fun to watch i thought there was a lot of good character development in the first season and i'm excited to see moving forward what happens and then we also learned some very interesting things about how certain things came to be towards the end that I wasn't completely expecting to learn so that was a really nice surprise what about you what was another one of your favorite anime I think my favorite from last year was probably Shield Hero. You were talking about a really different one. Yeah. And Shield Hero is kind of like same old, same old in a lot of yeah. things. Oh, another Isekai. But I thought that it played with it in a different way that I really like. Like we mentioned last episode, it's the one with Raftalia and Naofumi. And I just really enjoyed seeing them and their friends travel along. And there are parts of it that are just really depressing where he's just really down. It's just really cool to see them overcome those really depressing situations and like i've said before if you just watch the first four episodes that (laughs) is enough a lot of the other characters aren't introduced yet but just the first four episodes by themselves are to me absolutely mind-blowing go watch them if you haven't yet i seriously recommend it so you have shield hero in your top list Yes. I have it as an honorable mention. I definitely agree with you that it's really good, but I have a problem with some of the characters that come along later. Yeah. Specifically Philo. Philo. 
gets on my nerves and I honestly just kind of wanted it to be Nalphamy and Raftalia the entire time. The Nalphamy and Raftalia show. That would have been great but then they introduce other people and I'm not saying that they're bad exactly. Personally they're not my type of characters that I usually enjoy watching or find entertaining mm-hmm. so that was why it didn't quite make it to my top list but it's in an honorable mention. But I get why you like it because you do find those kind of characters entertaining and fun to watch. Do you think that there's something that it does that sets it apart from other isekais that you've watched? Yeah, I feel like it's the only one that I've seen where the hero feels more like a villain. Like Mm. they're actually treated like a villain and that has real repercussions. I'm not going to spoil anything. That could mean anything, but it's really cool how the anime handles that. Yeah, I agree. And I also feel like in a lot of other isekais that at least that I've seen, they come in usually already very, very strong. And the adversity that they face oftentimes has to do with being the one that's the most strong and being targeted for their strength or feeling the weight of defeating strong enemies on their shoulders alone. Whereas I feel like with this, the adversity that Nalfumi faces is being very isolated because nobody likes him and feeling very alone and unsure of how to use his weapon that he's been given, his skill that he's been given, because it's not super obvious at first what the shield really does. I think you're right. I think that this set him apart. So what's another anime you really liked in 2019? So another one I have on here is Bungo Stray Dog Season 3. You and I watched it together. So I had started Bungo Stray Dogs by myself, and then I showed it to you, and Season 3 was currently airing at the time last year when we were watching it together. And so then I recently rewatched it again with a friend, and I liked it even better the second time. It was so good. Bungo Stray Dogs is one of my favorite animes, probably, like, somewhere in the top. It's in my top five for last year as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I really loved the villain of that season. I thought that was really good. I thought that they brought in and utilized the people from the other two seasons really well, like some of the other villains from that, and then kind of integrated them well into this other season. And I thought that learning about everybody just more and more was is always interesting to me. I really liked learning more about Dazai's past and some more of the Port Mafia's past I thought was really fun to learn more about. I just love all the characters in that show, and any time that we're learning learning more about their past and learning more about the relationships that they develop I think it's very interesting. I feel like Bungo Stray Dogs has this really good balance where there's just so many people with abilities, supernatural powers, animes out there. I feel like it has a really good balance of doing something different with that where the powers are really powerful in a lot of cases but at the same time they're different than what you would expect and also each of the characters has their own plot line that actually means something to them and you can really dig into each one of the characters and it's actually deep and a lot of anime they just don't really care about the character story with superhero supernatural power shows not everyone there's plenty of good ones that and the fact that it's just good constantly the fights are amazing and just always impressed always at the edge of my seat with that show and i think that this season too it's just interesting learning more about chuya and dazai's relationship and then seeing more of asushi and octagawa's relationship together Mm -hmm. and then also so I think that it sort of moves in a bit of a darker direction with some of the things that happen with the villain and all of that they have to experience. I found that tone of things very interesting. It was a really good darker tone than what we're used to and almost scary at certain points for sure. Right. And that OP. Yes. <laughs> I mean, all the of the OP. OPs are good. But Shield like... Hero was good. This one was good. We're just going to talk about all the OPs. Okay. 
Shield Hero has a good OPP, yeah. But what about you? It's another one on your list. I know you said Bungo Stray Dog Season 3 is on your list. Well, I'll pick one that I think is on your list. Okay. Fruits Basket. It is Top on five. my list. I watched the original Fruits Baskets for two episodes. And I've and never I, seen the original. I could not get over the animal transformation thing. But then we watched the new one. And oh my god. I gotta say, the whole thing doesn't matter. All I care about is Toru. <laughs> She's so sweet. She is such a precious angel, and I love Toru. She's amazing. She could do no wrong. What else is there to say about Fruits Basket? (laughs) (laughs) It's had a really good, really interesting plot, and it's kept me on the edge of my seat on who will win Toru's heart. Answer, Mm -hmm. everyone is won over by Toru's heart, is what the answer is. (laughs) Everybody loves Toru. It's just a matter of who she personally loves herself. (laughs) What's your next one? One Punch Man Season 2. I have to admit, so I can tell when animation isn't good. When they change the studio. Right. Like, I mean, okay, what I'm trying to say is I can look at an anime I'm watching and be like, that animation's not good. It's really bad. But I can't tell if it's slightly worse or not great, but I can tell if it's really, really bad. So I was watching this and I really couldn't tell that much of a difference. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you're telling me that you think that this has the same animation quality as Mob Psycho? No. Well, One Punch Man Season 1 had the same animation quality as one, I Mob just, Psycho. Maybe I just don't remember You don't enough. remember. I was watching and I'm like, this seems fine to me because everyone was just complaining so hard about how much worse the animation was. And I'm like, It well, was a lot worse. See, to me, it wasn't as good, but it wasn't so but terrible. I will, I will say the story, I think it's gotten better. It's not as funny it's never been as funny season one was super funny but the story's been pretty good season two is still pretty funny i really like the introduction of the new guy oh the one that uh <laughs> that takes credit for all of his all oh, of Saitama's fights that he gets in yeah and he's just there <laughs> and so everyone considers him the number one hero right. <laughs> he's like a class s plus hero oh my <laughs> i really liked the introduction of him i thought he was funny and i really liked the introduction of the villain for the season too right he was an interesting villain I like him. I need to know more about him because I feel like he doesn't make any sense. What he says is kind of stupid, but... What? <laughs> I like him. All right. Anyway. I feel like we'll get more background from season three when. him later in season three. Yeah, when is season three of One Punch Man coming out? I need answers. I still thought it was definitely worth watching. I know it sure. got a lot of criticism and fair enough. It's hard, especially when it was such a good first season. The OP is definitely not as good. Yeah, you'll never quite be as good as... Yeah, how do you beat that? You can't. <laughs> but yeah, overall, thought it was really good. Really enjoyed it. Had that same vibe of first season that I really enjoyed. That sort of goofy seriousness that I enjoyed. That joking around, but then the fights are serious and good. But then he's this hero that you don't expect at all. So what about you? What's another one on your list? Speaking of amazing theme songs, I'm gonna butcher the name, but Kakagurui. Yeah. Uh, we watched season one and season two this last year. I know you're not a b- as big a fan of the one that actually came out in 2019. Yeah, season the second two, season. Which doesn't have as good a theme song. Same thing as One Punch Man. Same kind of <laughs> situation where the first season was 
was like, ooh, and then the second season right. is like, I mean, it's good, but where's that first season theme song? So Kakarui Season 2. The thing I like about Kakarui Season 2 is just that my favorite thing in that show are the president, her assistant, and then the, the lady who dresses in that onesie. They're my favorite things in the show, and Season 2 just mm-hmm. dials them up to 11. And man, is that fun to watch. The way that they sort of tiptoe around the president and she works her way up through the school is just a really fun thing. It doesn't have quite the charm of the first season, but the second season has the stakes of oh, who's going to be president. The president just really likes to shake things up, the student council president, and mess with the ecosystem of the school so much. And it gives me chills watching her just shake up the school once again this season. And not only that, but now her family is involved. And you're like, oh man, if she's this crazy, amazing gambler, then what's her family going to be like? Very awesome. I loved it. It's not even in my honorable mentions. Season one, though? Season one, I very much enjoyed. Season two, I was so bored the whole time because it didn't feel like gambling to me anymore. The stakes were... You kind of checked out, yeah. So high that it just felt like games. It didn't really feel like Mm -hmm. gambling. It just felt sort of like random games that they were playing. It was still a good watch. It was interesting. Again, you liked it a lot more than I did. I just want to get my gambling freak on. (laughs) All right, what's, what's your next anime? So I really enjoyed Sounds of Life. Really? I I have not watched this. I watched the first season last month and it was so cute. I had no idea the instrument that they play exists. It's this instrument called the koto it's pretty big and from what i gather from the show there's a couple different kinds one's a 17 string as i understand it i could be completely wrong is like a sort of more a bass koto that they use and then there's one that has 13 strings and the president of the club is the second year and basically everybody that was in the club last year graduated so he's Mm -hmm. just this only member left in the club and he's trying to recruit new members and a couple of the first people who joined the club is this girl who's really good at the koto she's highly skilled and then this guy who's kind of a delinquent who supposedly got really angry and totally destroyed his grandpa's shop so he has a bad reputation already so that was season one and and some of his friends, the quote-unquote delinquent Chica's friends, come in later too, and they join the club, and then there's this other girl that joins the club. So it's about them kind of growing together as a team, and they have cried <laughs> watching them play it. I get very emotional when I watch people try really, really hard to get to a goal or get better at a skill or something, and then they do that skill, like maybe they perform in a competition, or they put on a play, or they fight someone that they've been gearing up to fight that makes me emotional so i found out finally that there's a season two so i've been watching that we'll talk more about that later on but both seasons came out in 2019 season one and season two so i had thought that since season one came out so recently that there wouldn't already be a season two but there is and that's what i've been watching currently it's been equally as good relationships have been developing more it's just been really good to see so i'm excited to see what happens it's a really good little anime i just really like it I wish I had seen it. <laughs> I'm not sure you'd like it as much as okay. I do, but I think Sounds of Life is really good. That was one of my favorites from 2019. What are some more of the ones that you liked? Because you have more listed than I do. 
so my next one is one that we only really watched the first half of but you know that meme that's like they had us in the first half not gonna lie <laughs> yeah they had me in the first half so it's like whatever the rest of the anime it is matter. like it doesn't matter i like this one and that's kaguya-sama love is war i have not seen a romance anime that was this creative in a long time and especially a rom-com where it hit the comedy beats this well all of the comedy beats felt inspired and the animation was great it inspired one of the best ending song memes of all time yeah chica 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 it's great i cannot get enough of that I thought it was really funny. I didn't write it down because I feel like I need to see the whole thing before putting it on here officially, but I hear what you're saying. It was really good in the beginning. If it's really offensive in the second half or something, just know we only watched the first <laughs> half. Well, you know I care a lot about how an anime ends. Mm-hmm. That could literally make or break how I feel about it, so I hold off. I think you view the anime more as a whole. Yeah, I definitely look at it holistically. Even Shield Hero, it's like if you can impress me in four episodes, then you you're in my top anime right and i feel like i have to wait to see how it ends and if the ending is to my liking then i can decide from there but anyway the first half i really enjoyed i think their dynamic is just so funny they both like each other obviously i mean i I think it's pretty obvious but they are so not wanting the other to know and they just want to compete against each other and it's this back and forth constantly of i want to try to get this person to like me and it's just this very interesting power dynamic that is really fun to watch because just tell each other guys but also it's just so funny i've just never seen an anime with two people who are so headstrong that they just won't (laughs) talk to each other about it i love headstrong characters me too and usually in anime you have the headstrong girl or the headstrong guy and then the other person that they like is more shy or more goofy or jokey or or whatever they kind of balance each other out different ways i haven't seen very many animes romance animes at least where they're both so incredibly headstrong and stubborn and then there's chica who's just like what's going on here guys hey i'm just chilling and having a good time god i love chica yeah i just really love the characters in that one and just seeing them try to respond to the situation and constantly one-up each other and the animation the faces that they make is just so (laughs) funny and seeing their thoughts are just all so good i love that the kind of situations they get stuck in and then chica just sort of ruins it all oh it's really funny and the op it's so good good love is war love is war love is war that's a good one all right next up what's your next one well my favorite anime from 2019 has to be mob psycho 100 season two that's in my top six now too yeah (laughs) now that we remember yeah (laughs) we literally just finished it yesterday and my mind was so incredibly blown i loved it the fights were so amazing i was just blown away i feel like i can't really say a whole lot about it because i just don't know what to say other than it was amazing i was blown away well talk about it i loved it so much yeah we'll talk about it more since it is something that we recently watched which we're going to talk about at the end we are both in love with mob psycho great job i'd I'd put it up next to fruits basket i I love it that much like i said it's my number one from 2019 Mm -hmm. so it's above all the ones i had already said 
I'll say it does have the best animation of 2019 easily. Yeah. For you, where do you feel like you'd put it on your list? Shield Heroes number one, Fruits Basket, and Mob Psycho are tied for third. Do you want to talk about honorable mentions? Sure. So what are some of your honorable mentions? My big honorable mentions that I really loved were Dr. Stone and Demon Slayer. It was so hard not to put them up at the top. The ones that were way, way, way lower than that, more of just goofy anime that I enjoyed, were How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift and <laughs> The Helpful Fox Senko-san. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen either of those, so what did you like about those? So, How Heavy Are, you, are the Dumbbells You Lift? I just really love the girls in it. It's really funny. They're just really goofy about the dude in the show, and it really gets to me. <laughs> so the humor is just really the, the humor really gets uh, that that kind of stuff girls talking to each other and laughing and training is just really fun and for the helpful fox senko-san i really enjoyed it just because i was looking for something to kind of unwind do and that's literally the whole thing that's all you can really say about that show is it's something that's there to unwind to and senko's a really memorable character i also really liked cautious hero maidens in your savage season and the movie weathering with you what about you what are your honorable mentions so my honorable mentions i have my hero season four so we're going to talk about that more i mean we haven't finished it yet so i'm kind of waiting to see how it's all going to shape out in the end she sure is noticeably absent from my honorable mentions well (laughs) (laughs) i'm having such a hard time with it because i feel like as time goes on it both rises in how i like it and falls deeply down in how i like it but we'll talk about so it so we'll see yeah we'll talk about that one more i already said shield hero before it's honorable mention demon slayer i have as an honorable mention we haven't finished it yet so mm-hmm. i'm holding out on that i mean i haven't super loved it so far but i find parts of it really good and i'm eager to see as time goes on if i like it more because i, I have a feeling that i might i've been enjoying it more as time does go on and then i also have real girl on here yes oh gosh <laughs> how it ends really does matter to you if you it like really real does girl. so the first season of real girl came out i don't remember when it came out i think like 2015 or something like that and i thought it was fine it was okay we kind of watched it as just one of those anime that you watch and it's a little bit forgettable mm-hmm. but then season two we watched and we didn't really know it had come out and we were kind of excited about it because you know we'd watched it before it's always exciting when another season of an anime you've seen before comes out so we started it not expecting a whole lot and man that was an emotional roller coaster of, of love yeah that that really <laughs> was something i don't know if it's worth my honorable mentions but like i was <laughs> wow <laughs> that ending was. <laughs> it was really good Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ending was great. I loved it. That's why I put it on my top list because of how much I enjoyed the ending and then right. the character development and that was really good too. Mm-hmm. Just the relationships were so fun and interesting to see. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. Well, let's talk about anime that we're looking forward to coming out this year in 2020. All right. So the one that I'm most excited for in 2020, I know it's a little silly, but Fruits Basket, I want to see more Toru. So I'm also excited for Fruits Basket season two. And I'm excited for my teen romantic comedy snafu season three, which I believe Mm -hmm. is going to be the final season. Season two was a bit annoying for me. A little bit too political, school politics. Yeah, I was really tired of all the student council stuff. So I'm kind of hoping that season three gets back to the original sort of balance of funny and relationship that it was before. 
the next one that I'm really excited for is Darwin's Game, which we've actually watched some of now that it's 2020. Yeah, I'm excited to keep seeing how that develops. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm excited for this anime called Doro Hetero. What? Do you know at all what it's about? I barely know anything about it, but it's basically this guy who's got this like really crazy looking lizard Oh, that one. Yeah, and the fight scenes look really crazy. They look kind of gory, but they look really interesting. So I'm kind of excited for that one. I don't know. I'll have to kind of see when it comes out what people's reactions are to it to decide if I really want to watch it or not. Mm -hmm. But as far as right now goes, it looks really crazy and different. So I'm interested to see when it comes out what people think of it. Next one I'm really into, Uzumaki. I really want to see how that goes. I haven't read the manga. I kind of want to after seeing how amazing it is but they've taken this manga and they've adapted the art style into anime it's just one of those manga that you just really wouldn't think is adaptable because the art style is so crazy but they did it honestly they've done a really good job of making it look just like the manga maybe i'm overstating that a bit i haven't seen the actual show but i was really impressed and now i want to watch it i don't know if i'll read the manga first or if i'll watch it first it's this really crazy horror story and the manga has gotten a lot of praise so i really want to see it I also have Uzumaki on my list. It looks really interesting. looks very unique. Another one that I'm excited about is Science Fell in Love, so I tried to prove it. Yes. (laughs) Man, who would have thought that would be one that we'd be excited about? Well, I've seen the trailers and stuff for it, and it looks like a bunch of awkward adult (laughs) scientists just trying to fall in love. Oh my word. Or trying to make these situations where you fall in love measurable and scientific. And it's just so funny seeing them awkwardly do these different romantic things. We watched the trailers for these raw without subs or dubs. So <laughs> we have no clue what they were saying. But no. that one that looked so funny. <laughs> they look like they're having an awkward, great romantic time. So I'm excited. As I understand it, the premise is basically that they're trying to scientifically understand how love works and how one falls in love. And I'm sure that we'll see them actually fall in love. So that will be interesting. At least I hope that's what happens. But I feel like it's a kind of a quirky take on romance genre. Mm-hmm. Trying to measure love. Trying to measure people falling in love. I think that's funny. Speaking of quirky romance, I'm looking forward to the new season of Quintessential Quintuplets. I haven't seen the current stuff, but I've been reading the manga a bit. And I really want to see what that ends up being. I'll probably watch the whole thing coming this year. And it's kind of a take on the harem genre, but they're all the same girl in terms of looks, kind of. <laughs> but they're also Don't not. they have different hairstyles? They do. But I mean, when you're a quintuplets you still look the same i've just been reading the manga and i really enjoyed it so far each one of the quintuplets i've met so far i've been really interested in and oh i kind of want him to get with this one or then i kind of want to get him with this one i think that they did probably pick the best one to focus on really like her but also he's really funny and the manga itself is really funny so i'm really excited to actually see how they adapt it maybe we'll have to check out the first season then before season two comes out i had one more on here that I was excited for. It's called Pet. Right. And we watched a trailer for it. Crazy. Yeah. They're entering people's minds. Oh my God. The animation was shocking, like stellar. Yeah, it's just a very interesting idea. Kind of reminds me of a psychopath-esque type show. Wasn't it made by the creator of Psychopaths? Maybe. Yeah. I don't remember that, but if you think so, then you might be right. Well, then that makes sense why it felt that way. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, so I'm excited for that to come out. I think that there's some other seasons of other things that we've watched that might be coming out this year. It haven't been 100% confirmed, but I imagine that there's a possibility that Dr. Stone season two might come out this year and that Shield Hero, if it gets a season two, might come out this year. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. I'll be very excited about those as well. So I got two more left. First one is a certain scientific railgun is getting a new season. I really enjoyed a certain scientific railgun. I like it better than Index. I feel like it took the premise of index and took the best characters in it and focused on them and was really into that and so when the next season comes out i'm gonna be super excited for it. i still haven't seen accelerated and i'm still part of the way through index season two so i guess we'll see what i think of those but when the next railgun comes out i'm gonna watch it anyway <laughs> like as soon as possible <laughs> last one's a little easy breezy if you know what i mean <laughs> Okay. Keep your hands off Izokin. What an anime. Like, I don't know how this captured the anime world by storm. Yeah. <laughs> but the OP memes and... They're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. And just the fact that the same guy who made Devilman Crybaby made this anime about a bunch of girls just in high making, school. making an anime. Oh my word. How do you get to that point? The animation just looks really beautiful. And so I'm really hyped for it. We'll probably talk about that one on the podcast at some point i'm not super hype about it i'm not so sure why because <laughs> you haven't seen it yet you'll you'll see it and then you'll i know it everybody else is so excited about it and saying how it's like a love letter to the anime genre and all this stuff and i'm just like eh, i guess i mean it looks cute so those are all the 2020 anime we're looking forward to and next up our waifu of the week frappe I told you to call me Sue. So, if you had to pick top five things that make Rappi a waifu, Suwatsui a waifu. I think her appearance, I love how they've done this unique thing. It's not uncanny, but at the same time, it's cute and very unique for my hero. I really like that her quirk is actually memorable versus some of the other ones that are kind of forgettable or confusing, easy to understand. I like her humor. She can be very direct and funny. I like her character, that she's very level-headed and strong, and I love that she is an amazing support role. And just her emotional awareness, nobody else in the whole show has the level of emotional awareness that she does and those kids really need that level of emotional awareness like you go through a lot of stuff in life and it can be kind of hard to know what you're feeling and having somebody there to help you talk you through those feelings be really helpful and I feel like she's there and not only is she there but when the going gets tough and it gets really really difficult like when the world ending final boss is their enemy she's still there she is at the ready and she can make it all the way to the end whatever difficult thing that they're going through she can use her powers get through it and be right there by the side of people like Uraraka and Deku and be able to support them in that way she's really good at refocusing them back on the task at hand and not letting their emotions totally take over whatever she opens her mouth it's great that's why I wanted to talk to you even if I'm still not sure how I'm supposed to be feeling I wanted you to know so we could hang out and talk and have a good time together she really touches my heart yeah and I think she's one of the most mature if not the most mature of all the students I think she thinks very clearly and tries her best to make the right choice when you're in the school full of people who are so focused on saving people and being there for everybody else I think she really takes time to focus on saving them too and what's best for 
everybody at UA in the group because she worries about people when they put themselves in danger and I think she really is good at reminding them that it's important to take care of yourself as well. Yeah, I really like her. I think that in a show there's so many really energetic, really happy, ready to go, reared up kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Bakugo and then of course Deku and Ida and Uraraka is also very ready to go. It's it's nice having someone that's very calm and sort of thoughtful and emotionally intelligent. You know, I mean, Todoroki's pretty calm sort of dude as well, but he doesn't have that same level of what's best for the group, the sort of ideas about like what matters for everybody and group cohesion that I feel like she really strives for. And I think she always tries to bring out the best in her partner too. Whoever she's working with, she always is trying to make things better for them, easier for them and their strength. She's just brings out she plays strength. such a good support role she does and i know we've been focusing a lot on that but and she does some really cool stuff herself true i've perfected a move that makes me even more frog-like than before <laughs> and we of course you, and of course i love frogs yes i mean we have a pet frog so so obviously froppy easy pick <laughs> don't you have a froppy shirt i do have a froppy yes. shirt it's so cute it's her with an umbrella and it's raining and there's her and some other like actual frogs around so it's really mm-hmm. cute i like it i should have worn it for our podcast but i wore it to D this week so it's not clean gotcha man oh well all right my top five things that i think makes you a waifu why i appreciate her number one i like her hair i like that it's like in a bow in the back i think it looks kind of cool i agree her character design is very interesting and unique like good balance of frog features but also obviously looks like a girl i really like her ability to support people be there for people encourage people i like that a lot i also think she's really funny i think she gets away with some jokes and comments that nobody else in the series would be able to get away with Sure, but Bakugo is always angry, so he'll never be that popular. <laughs> Like Bakugo is my favorite character, and I was like, man, drop it in the truth, yeah. <laughs> spilling the tea on Bakugo, yeah, and it's hot. <laughs> Dang, Froppy, <laughs> for sure. Like she says those things, and nobody gets mad at her. Yeah, I think anybody else had said something like that, they would have been sassy. To be yeah, honest. she's sassy. I like that. I really like. But that like a lot. in like a off to the side, quiet kind of way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> kind of. Like... <laughs> I really like how she says ribbit a lot. <laughs> I don't know why. Cue the ribbit compilation. <laughs> the supercut of every ribbit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure if you look on YouTube, it's somewhere out there. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's fun that she says ribbit. Like, it reminds me that her quirk is frog, and that's kind of fun. I really like, too, how much she sticks to her values and ideals of what yeah. it means to be a hero. I think that's really important, and that's one of my things that I like a lot about this show, is that a lot of the characters have their own ideas and ideals regarding being a hero, and I appreciate when they reflect on them, state why they're there, and they stick to them. They don't waver from them and i think that she on the flip side of that also reflects back on her ideals and decides if those ideals are really right or, or wrong and i'm not saying that i believe hers or anybody else's in the show are right or wrong necessarily but i like that she is both sticks to them and is willing to look back and see if those are actually the right ones to have when compared to the ones her classmates have i just think that she provides a unique perspective on the show that not all of the other characters provide absolutely Last question. Who do you ship her with? Oh my god. There's no <laughs> way. I, I, like, I've heard... I have my opinion. You have your opinions? I have my opinions. Are they at the ready? I, they are at the ready. Alright, who do you ship her with? Kind of ship her with Deku. Actually? Yeah, actually. And then I also kind of ship her with the animal guy. 
whose name I can't remember, the one who speaks to animals. That's voiced by Greg Ayers. Greg Ayers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a big crush on Greg Ayers. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we have a voice actor crush on Greg Ayers. Yeah. Greg Ayers, if you're out there somewhere, we love you. I kind of ship her with Tokoya because he, he's a bird, she's rock, I feel like. They can kind of... I, I feel like he's somebody that like has this emotional distress and she's somebody who's like emotionally calming. Do you I not guess. see that at all? I when, guess. When they, were, they, when they were in an earlier season, when they were together, I felt I felt that I was like, ooh, this is kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. Fair enough. All right. I well, still feel like she should be with Deku. All right. And then Uraraka can be with Bakugo. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ship them together. I know that might not be a popular opinion, but I don't know. I feel like Deku and Uraraka are a good couple too, though. True. I just don't know who else Bakugo would be. That's with. your trouble. And I want him to find love. So Kirishima has the pink alienish girl. Yeah, I so I, those two would be together. Um, and I, sorry, I don't remember all the names, but the zappy guy and the headphones girl. Yeah, that's Dinky, and then the headphones girl. I can't remember her name either. And then Sue and one of the animal dudes, I guess. Not um, Sue and Deku. Maybe, maybe Bakugo and Todoroki? Stop. Todoroki's with Momo. <laughs> okay. Todoroki and Momo. So that doesn't, he could be with Invisible Girl. Invisible Girl. There you go. <laughs> Wait, I thought Invisible Girl was going to be with Tail Guy. I guess. Some people ship that. Not All right. Me. Well, I guess, you know, Bakugo could always be alone. No, that's sad. That makes me sad for him. <laughs> I want him to find love. All right. More importantly, I want Sue to find love. Yes, she is our queen. Bakugo is not our waifu of the week. <laughs> yes. All right. We love you, Asubi. We do. Yeah, I'm excited to keep seeing more of her as a, as My Hero Season 4 keeps going. Mm-hmm. So now that we're finished talking about our waifu of the week, next up we're going to be talking about some anime we've watched recently. And this does get into spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to get spoiled, just check in the show notes and you can click the timestamp and go to the next part that you actually want to listen to. All right, first one we're going to talk about, My Hero Episode 18. Yeah, School Festival. So what'd you think? Last time we talked about this anime on the podcast. We were back in the part where Overhaul was getting chopped up by the League of Villains. Yeah, which was really intense. Really intense moment. And I remember we watched that episode and my mind was like, wow, okay, that's crazy. We're going to be doing some really interesting stuff now moving forward. And I was wondering, where's Bakugo? Hopefully he'll be back. Well, one of my hopes did come true. We got those episodes with Bakugo and Todoroki and some of the other characters from that other school mm-hmm. working with these kids. And I thought that was a fun episode, a few episodes to watch them working with the kids. And I was very grateful to have Bakugo on the show again as he's my favorite. However, I thought once those were done, something else would kind of happen. Mm-hmm. Now here we are in this school festival arc. And right. it seems as though not a lot's going to happen again. I mean, I'm glad because it's kind of cool to see them back at school again. Yeah, I, I really missed seeing them interact with each other. Because yes. to me, that's the heart of the show. <laughs> that guy with the, the laser from his belly. Oh my word. The episode <laughs> with the laser belt. Yeah, and he's <sighs> leaving cheese around. In messages from Midoriya that says, I know. <laughs> And Deku's like, oh my gosh, what is this guy doing? <laughs> oh no! Yes, you're gonna try to kill me? Like, what is this business? And the guy's like, nah, oh, I just want to give you cheese. 
Like, I wanted to cheer you up because you seem sad. They're friends now. Yeah, it was really sweet. I really liked that. Uh, again, I always love seeing Bakugo, but it just kind of feels like we're once again getting away from what I thought the anime was supposed to be about. This is what I expected from the first few episodes of the season, not the last few. Yeah, and we were kind of wondering, too, how long are they going to be first years? Because isn't another sports is it, festival coming around? Is it not the first year? Like, I'm so confused. It's still the first year as far as i understand is it over almost now when will it be over i don't know either way i will say i'm happy to see airy back oh she's so cute oh my word her voice acting this is the first time to me at least where we really got to see her talk for a while yeah she's and had a few you know some lines i love her her dub voice acting she does a really good job yeah she's cute i wasn't so sure how i felt about her character before just because she was new and i mean i thought she was cute but hearing her talk in the hospital and seeing her interact with lamillion and deku was very sweet i just wanted them to scoop her up and take her so i'm excited to see her come to the school next episode yes. and get to hang out at the school festival i am very excited about that and i'm sure it'll be cute it just again feels like a deviation from really like what what we were sure watching before in season three but i will say i like what they're doing with her horn she yeah. she did this really powerful thing and she was trained and abused by overhaul and yeah. she doesn't know a lot of stuff about the real world you know that you can tell because she was just sort of ignored and that's really sad but now she's being taken care of and her horn's getting smaller and she has the potential of leaving that hospital and i'm excited about the idea of her learning to control her powers like i'm really Me excited too. about that even even though we don't get to see real my hero and see Bakugo and Deku fighting it out or like Todoroki and the rest of them even though we haven't gotten a ton of that we got in a little but with the children episode which by the way those episodes were really good too I think another thing we have to talk about this episode is apparently Todoroki doesn't know what a concert is <laughs> it's this thing where like people try to entertain other people yeah, look here it that. is like bro it's a concert do you not know what that My is guy. do concerts not exist in this i world? think somebody i think on the internet i've read that it's like a, a concert or something <laughs> Thanks, Todoroki, for your <laughs> wisdom. But nobody else seemed to be like, dude, that's a concert or anything like that. Nobody was like, Nobody's Duh. addressing no, the elephant in the like, room. Oh, wow, we should do whatever that is. That came out of nowhere. I did not think that Todoroki would come up with the big idea, but I guess it makes sense that he doesn't have all these good memories of stuff like that because... His it, dad's endeavor. His dad's endeavor. I will say I, I'm not a huge fan of what they've been doing with Endeavor so far. No, giving him almost like a redemption arc. We don't know that for sure, but I don't like seeing him in a, oh, I'm the double one hero now, and I'm gonna go to my son, and my son's gonna be proud of me. Yeah. Get out of here, Endeavor. I do appreciate, though, that he is realizing that being the number one hero isn't only about how strong you are. Right, being a symbol of peace. Yeah, that it's more than that. You need to inspire hope in others. You need to inspire feelings of safety in others to help people feel like they can rely and count on you to be safe. And obviously, he doesn't really give off those vibes. No. So I appreciate that he's at least reflecting on what he could do better as a hero. Also, on like a, a somewhat funnier note, what is, what is it with this guy? The gentleman hero? Oh my Or the word. gentleman villain or whatever his name was? 
how how are they going to tell a meaningful story fast enough? We're, we're running out of episodes. I'm so And this tired. guy just seems like a big meme. I'm so tired of meeting new villains. I just want to go back to the League of Villains. <laughs> I miss the League of Villains. It'd be like if I'm watching Naruto and the Akatsuki are there and they, they're like, all right, well, now you've met the Akatsuki. We're moving on. And then we just pull in some random people for no reason. Like, oh, here's this other guy, though. I don't care about him. I want to know about the Akatsuki. And they're like, no, no, no. No. You met them? Forget them. Here's these other random dude who's going to take up half the show. Yeah. I feel like my hero is just making a bunch of weird choices recently. But I, I feel like in terms of the story arcs, we're just in between two really big ones. And we just need to get to the point where the next really big one starts. I just don't understand where this gentleman guy is falling into. Like, I don't know what his purpose is going to be. If he is just kind of a funny guy that we get introduced to, fine. If he ends up being part of the League of Villains or something, fine. But if he is a whole other villain that we have to deal with for a while, I'm going to be kind of annoyed because he's not nearly as cool as Overhaul. And I was kind of over Overhaul. So if I was over him, definitely going to be not into this guy at all. So he, he was kind of funny, though. I'll give him that. But. I just am not into it. Yeah, I agree. I'm ready for the next thing already, and I've only watched a bit of Gentleman Video. Yeah. The show. <laughs> that was funny, though, at the end when they're all like, is this guy serious? What is he doing? <laughs> he he kind of gives me Joker vibes a little bit. Like, I'm just going to blow stuff up and then walk out and not even take any money. Yeah. He reminds me a little bit of Joker meets Penguin. More of a showman than those two. Like, he does it for the show, not the insanity. There's a character in Blood Blockade Battlefront, mainly in season one, that they don't take it seriously at all. They just, like, don't even care about. He just hacks into the TV every once in a while and says these wild and crazy speeches like, I'm this guy and I'm crazy and I'm going to take over whatever with my secret villain gang. And everyone's like, eh, whatever, you're lame, shut up not this guy again it's hilarious <laughs> it's pretty funny but we'll see i mean i feel like interesting things could be done with him it's just that i personally don't care about them right now i literally just want to get back to the league of villains and i feel like at this point in the ser- in the series that shouldn't be that big of an ask we don't have that many episodes left yeah for sure i feel like if my hero doesn't start picking up soon if this guy doesn't lead into something really cool then i'm gonna be really disappointed with season four me too but i am really glad to see that the upcoming episodes are mostly going to be them together it seems i'm really happy to see them all together again i really miss all of them like when (laughs) the guy was putting down the cheese and stuff i was realizing how much i really miss seeing them all and then in this episode where they're trying to decide what to do for the festival and ida's getting really annoyed with all of them i was remembering how much i really missed seeing ida and so i really did enjoy that part of it it was good it's really good what do you think of demon slayer we're on episode 17 you must master a single thing we're in the forest of spiders oh my gosh those spiders were terrifying they reminded me of the spiders in ocarina of time the sculptulas yeah they're really scary i was not about that they creeped me out (laughs) yeah especially the ones with the face like just the face and the legs i thought zanitsu had the right reaction he was like i'm bouncing this is creepy I'm out of here. And I was like, yes, 
this is the right idea that you have. Go, my guy. But he obviously doesn't end up doing that. He doesn't end up running away. He ends up fighting. I'm very proud of him. And I really enjoyed seeing his backstory uh-huh. a bit more. Uh, it was enjoyable. You I know, really like this him. This episode was pretty good. I did not like Zenitsu when I first met him. But now I'm starting to warm up and starting to enjoy it. He might be my favorite of the three. I really like him. Inosuke, I thought would be my favorite, but he's like, whatever, he's fine. And of course, Tanjiro's, you know, his little Tanjiro self, but Zenitsu is very interesting. I, I really like him. Yeah, me too. And I like how much he's grown and I feel like he's somebody who just seems so powerful with his one move, but yet he has so much to grow. Kind of reminds me of Rock Lee. Yeah. You know, he was really strong at one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. I think Zenitsu could learn more. There are a bunch of other stances. I feel like he could do it. Yeah, I think he, he might. I know that it's the teacher said it was cool that he mastered a single thing, but also the implication is that he was a little too dumb to get the other <laughs> ones. Maybe not dumb, but he wasn't quite talented enough to get them you right know, away. Ro- Rock Lee made it Even work with for training. himself. I right. believe he can make it work too. We'll see. But I, of course, would think it would be great if he could master some other ones. And the episodes leading up to this, the current few episodes are probably my favorite in the series so far, but we've, we know more about the man with a boar head, Inosuke. Yeah, we've seen more of him and his sort of savage personality, and it can be kind of goofy at times. And um, his inability to say Hichanjiro's name correctly. Yes. And I kind of like their rivalry, if you could call it that. Is it a rivalry if it's only in one person's head? Yeah, it totally is. 100%. If he, if he could do it, I could do it too! <laughs> see? Did you see what I did there? Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> Tanjiro is just like, I've been busy beating demons, didn't see? And he's like, what? <laughs> it's like, anything you can do, I can do it better. <laughs> and yeah. Tanjiro's like, huh? Didn't hear you over here while I'm killing these 20 demons. <laughs> oh, he's so funny. And I'm really excited to meet the rest of the cast, too. I know a lot of people really like Shinobu and I know, them, you've so. been waiting to meet her. Can't wait till the next episode. Is she supposed to be here the next episode? I think she will be, but I'm not Ooh. sure. We'll anyway. have to wait and see. But yeah, Demon Slayer, I'm warming up to it. I gotta say, it's not quite, like, I didn't make my list, but I'm warming up to it. I feel not quite as good as what everyone makes it seem, so far at least. However, I, I am warming up to it. I'm enjoying it more. The characters are fun to watch as a trio. I think now that they've become a trio, it's made it more mm-hmm. entertaining to me. I thought this was a pretty solid episode. I was really creeped out. I thought it was cool how they're all on strings and also very sad as it's terrible to think that these people are being controlled while they're in so much pain that really got to me when i they first got there and we saw that we were just like this whole thing is really messed up yeah i haven't quite felt that way since one seeing all of his family die that was obviously very sad And then two, seeing... I'm just going to refer to him as Michael Jackson again. When he first meets the main villain, the guy who looks like Michael Jackson, turn that person to a demon when we first Mm -hmm. meet him and really mess up his life. That got to me too, because it was scary how much power we see come from him in that initial meeting. They really are demons. This is just evil. Yeah, because I feel like some of the other demons have been a bit comedically evil, and I haven't taken them seriously. But that was a moment where I was like, oh, holy cow, this is a serious show. (laughs) But yeah, so I had that same sort of feeling when watching them all being controlled by strings, because very sad. They didn't care at all about their bodies, and they just started breaking them left and right. I'm interested to see how they'll get out of the situation. Yeah, I hope they can get out of it alive. (laughs) Mm, Sure they will. Sure. 
but it'll be interesting to see who does what. I like that Inosuke and Tanjiro are building some sort of bond, even if he is just trying to be a rival all the time. Right. I've been seeing so many funny memes this week of Tanjiro and Inosuke, and uh-huh. like how Inosuke can't remember his name at all or pronounce it correctly and just keep <laughs> saying the wrong thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's been really making me laugh. Yeah, so overall, I think I really enjoyed this episode of Demon Slayer, and I'm excited to keep seeing where it's going. Me too. I'm definitely more excited than I was before. All right. You thought your first kiss would be Jojo, but it was I, Dio. (laughs) Next up is Jojo. (laughs) Or is it Dio? (laughs) Stop. I'm still not over that. That's so funny to me. Why is it so funny? So we watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventures episodes 7 through 23, which means we've gotten through all of Jonathan Joestar's arc. And now we're on to Joseph Joestar's arc. And honestly, I like Jonathan better. Okay, I was not expecting Jonathan to die on a ship like that. Actually, I thought he would die of older age. thought they'd have a kid together and all of that. I thought that I had read somewhere that he was cool when he was older. And so they must be talking about a different Jojo. But I thought he had lived longer than what he did. But anyway, yeah. And when we first got introduced to the new Jojo, Mm -hmm. arguably the more cool cool Jojo. Edgy. Edgy Jojo. I was like, ooh, Mm -hmm. Jonathan who? But now I'm like, Jonathan where? Please come back. (laughs) Because Joseph's fine, I guess. But he's kind of rude. And I don't like that about him. I don't mind some edginess and I don't mind some sassiness, but he's just straight up kind of a jerk sometimes. Yeah. And you were about to say that you don't like it when all he does is predict everybody's moves. (laughs) I actually find that amusing. (laughs) Oh, you do? I do. I find it amusing when he's like, and now you're going to say, how dare you? I will win. I will say I felt like early Jojo had a massive amount of meme energy and now now I feel like the meme energy is back. I feel like it kind of dropped off and was a little boring here and there. I swear half the stuff they say doesn't even make any sense. And it's just like, what? I know. Like <laughs> oh, in this most great. recent episode where he's fighting the villain in the chariot races. Some of the stuff he says is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's so, so funny. Outlandish. I actually like him and his yo-yo and him and his word predicting. Honestly, though, I really miss Speedwagon. Aw. It feels like there's a new Speedwagon. Lisa Lisa. Lisa Lisa. She's really cool. She's kind of filling the same role. I I like her, but she's no Speedwagon replacement. No. I mean, we did have Speedwagon for a little bit, but now he's off somewhere else. Also, do you think that Arena and Speedwagon were actually together at some point? No. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he just watched over her because he wanted to respect JoJo's honor. I thought it was so rude that JoJo asked that. Yeah, he's implying that his mom was hooking up with Speedwagon. (laughs) What the heck? I also love how Arina has become like the serious She can she can handle herself. She's cool. Yeah. She used to just be so sweet and gentle in her youth and now she's just serious and tough. I like it. Me too. I really like Lisa Lisa. I think she's a cool lady. I mean, you're right though. She isn't a replacement for Speedwagon, that's for sure. Still, I am excited to finish up this season and get to the next one. Yeah, because I just I hear that the third arc is some of the best. Yeah, I'm excited. That's where the really good stuff happens, so I really want to see that. 
Can I say, too, I really miss Dio. I feel like anytime there's a new villain introduced or a new person, I'm just, is that Dio? <laughs> the villains have been okay, but like... They're not nearly as memorable as him. Yeah. I think one thing we'll just have to get used to in this show is that it does change characters by nature. That's kind of the point. And that there's going to be some people that we don't like as well as others. Sure. And that's okay. Sure. I have been enjoying the chariot thing. It's been fun. Yeah, I just missed you. How do you beat him? I'm pretty sure he comes back, though. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm just waiting for it. All right, we finished up Dr. Stone, and we can talk about spoilers now. We can! Oh, my gosh. That was so exciting when we found out that his dad and those people went to space, and they were the ones they that were the in town space. was named after that made the town oh that he is now a part God. of. That was so cool to find out. My mind out. was blown. I was not expecting them to even go that route or talk about that. I thought they would just be like, yeah, I mean, this town is whatever. And I didn't put two and two together for a little bit that the town was named after his last name until they said it again. I'm like, right. oh, I wonder why that is. And then it all started clicking in place. What if his dad was the one and they were in space? And so it all just kind of started falling into place and that was exciting. And Senku and his dad are just so cute. Their relationship and how he reached out to Senku through the record. And they're so cute. You can tell that he gets a lot from his dad. And yeah, obviously he gets his looks dad. from his dad, even though... <laughs> It's not his he doesn't dad, apparently. <laughs> why, why do they gotta do that? <laughs> but you know why they didn't want it to be weird. Uh, if with he with was the romance, hooking up with the descendants from his dad oh and my whoever God. else. I'm adopted by this person who looked exactly <laughs> like me, and not so only exactly okay. like me, but like also. There's no way we can't be related somewhere along the line. Yeah, because he also knows all sorts of science and all this stuff. But that was really cool. The record I thought was really sweet. Yeah, I've been really enjoying this anime. I didn't realize how much I would enjoy it until we finished it. Mm. But it was good. And then we finished it. I'm like, wow, this was one of my favorites that I've seen in a while. It was really good. I was excited to see how the fight turned out with Senku winning. Yeah. That was kind of crazy. Chrome didn't win as I had predicted. No. He just clonked out. That was sad. I know. I wanted him and Rory to be together. I love how Senku's like, all right, I win. I'm going to take this stuff. Bye. Now we're divorced. (laughs) And Rory's just like, what? (laughs) Poor Rory. I know. She's just trying to live her life as this princess lady and it's not working. I really thought that the concept of, oh, hey, now we're in the future that is post-apocalyptic and now they have to build up this society from the ground up. That was unique. And now this civilization that they found it on top of having Senku, it also has this lore that his dad created. I think it's so cool, the lore behind it. And I thought that was a really unique thing too. The fact that the astronauts prepared all these stories for them to tell for generation after generation and they got messed up over time but the main part of it still spoke through and like Senku was able to figure out a lot of the stuff based off of that. I don't know I thought that was really unique. Yeah. What survived from that time. Yeah it was really fun because at times Senku and ourselves had sort of wondered how do they know some of this stuff? How do they know some of these random facts? How do they know about this reference that you would think they'd know? But I kind of just didn't really think that hard about it. But then it was fun finding out what they thought was important to teach these people from the future what they would want the new civilization to know about and what they did end up learning and keeping so that was pretty cool 
I did like that lore as well. Although I'm still not convinced that that couple that sailed away from the main island mm. didn't go and get lost somewhere or didn't set out and not come back because they couldn't or something. They also could have sailed out and then been forced to come back at a different location but got lost. So they're nearby, but they couldn't find their way back. So maybe we're going to run into another civilization. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm wondering. We'll see. And I'm really excited for the war that's going on. Gosh, I am so excited for next season. Me too. They've done such a good job so far. I'm super impressed with Dr. Stone, and I just can't wait to see how it evolves now that they have quite a bit of technology. What are they going to do now? And I'm ready for his two main friends to come back and meet all the other people. What a crazy string of events to have these main characters just not be in the show anymore. Right, I know. I I miss them. I love, you know, some romance. I kind of enjoy seeing some of that. I think that's Taiju and Ogawa. Yeah, they'll be back. I'm ready for Taiju and Chrome to interact with each other. They're both so intense and goofy. Yeah, I'm ready to see what's going to happen. I think both sides are going to be very creative about the war upcoming. Oh, also, Magma. I liked his story. I thought it was cute that he learned to appreciate Senku in a very honest way and didn't want to admit it to me too he definitely respects him but he's definitely annoyed by him as well i think (laughs) he appreciates and understands the need for science and the need for senku i feel like he's a nice foil to the leader of the people who are all strong because it shows that you can value both strength and science and intelligence that they don't have to be mutually exclusive i think he does a good job appreciating that both need to be able to exist and that one isn't lesser than the other right even if he's annoyed by the fact that he knows they need Senku. So what'd you think overall? I really enjoyed it. Turned out to be a favorite of mine. Yeah, it's my favorite unique shonen. It's definitely, I feel, the most different shonen I've watched mm-hmm. recently. I appreciated it because it gave me, like you said, something unique, something new. I didn't watch it and go, oh, huh, this is just like this, or anime, or oh, he's just like this person. You know, there were things in it that were very different than other shows I've seen. I appreciated that. On to Kokoro Connect. Okay. I don't even know what to say about this show. I liked it better when they were swapping bodies. Me too. I was so confused. I'm like, wait, I thought this was a body swap swapping anime and then now it's changing to all sorts of different things i was having fun okay a lot of people really like kokoro connect but i think that what sort of makes me not like it as much is just it feels like they have such a cool ideas and they live in that world where they're stuck doing these things but then the idea ends just when it's getting interesting just when there's some amount of conflict for some reason they have the ability to almost instantly adapt to their weird new environment and come up with a solution before conflict happens body switching they're immediately like okay we're going to live like each other and do all this stuff and it won't cause any problems and then it doesn't really it doesn't really cause all that many problems and they don't address how they know how to get to each other's houses how they know all the classes that each other are supposed to go to how they remember all of the things that the person should remember like if you think about how many people you interact with every day that you wouldn't know if you weren't that person I mean I know it's not about that but it was a bit effortless and then they have the one where their emotions and their deepest desires bleed out and that has some conflict in some places but their way to get around that is just to stay home or to like not be controlled by their desires somehow the conflict happens and then they never do it again because after doing it once they realize it's bad and then their desire is to not do it again can we 
talk about though when arguably the main character he just smacks the girl he likes in the head with his bag and knocks her into the table oh my gosh remember that part right Jerry. he smacks nagase yeah that was really scary yeah what the heck obviously he wouldn't have normally ever done something like that so i did like that he at least learned from that that he can't just power forward with each decision he thinks i think that they did grow the most from sort of that experience but i also feel like there were things in that experience that were kind of brushed over yeah and then lastly they turn into kid and they just sort of hide away and they never really deal with it so to me the focus of the anime isn't on the actual problems that they have turning into kids and all that kind of stuff it's about their interpersonal relationships which all the conflicts happen because they're dealing with this really tough thing together and that means that they kind of rub on each other different ways and the friction there is interesting but i feel like you could have that without all this complicated supernatural stuff and in which case i have all the super complicated supernatural stuff yeah but i feel like the supernatural stuff is the catalyst for a lot of it because then if we have just what you're saying that's just my teen romantic comedy snafu let's just be honest but then why have all this other stuff if they're not going to have actual conflict outside of their group? Why even bother having them be in the real world for this? Why not just take them out of the real world for a little and confuse them, make this supernatural thing? If they're not going to actually deal with the real world? Because Heartseed wants to see what they do when forced to potentially deal with the real world and each other. I feel like the point of that is to make it higher stakes for the viewer, but then there really are no stakes. Nothing happens. It's a disappointment to me when they don't actually overcome any conflict. They just sort of, yep, we did that thing. And just as it was getting hard, everybody turned to normal and we went home. Yeah, I guess overall I liked it, but there's something that's keeping me from saying that I really liked it. Yeah, I feel the same way. And then the ending, I like that the girl chose to, they gave her the choice to go back and rewrite everything and she doesn't. I I enjoyed that because that would have real ramifications, but she chooses against it. I thought that was really good. It is a good anime. I recommend watching it. So what are some of the anime that you've watched by yourself? So as I said earlier, I've been watching Sounds of Life. Mm-hmm. season two right after my very exciting time watching sounds of life season one and it's been really good i've been very much enjoying it they've gotten even better at the kodo all of them and there are some relationships that i totally Ooh. want to happen happening kind of mm-hmm. like they're progressing they're moving forward it's cute i'm excited the only thing that's been a little weird this season is there's like this evil grandma from this school that the main girl was kicked out of the school she was kicked out of is run by her mom and she's this evil grandma lady is the grandma of her mom's new student and she's this almost comedically evil grandma I'm like these are just a bunch of high schoolers trying to enjoy their club why do you care she literally sends her granddaughter over there to be their teacher so that she can spy on them but it kind of turns out really sweet and nice and then she starts saying rude stuff about my guy chica I'm like no you can't be saying those things But right now, I'm at the last couple episodes, and they are going to qualifiers for nationals, and it's all very exciting. They're going to perform an original piece, and we're learning about all the other people that are performing and all of their backstories and why they want to win and go to nationals. I'm, of course, rooting for our main characters, but then there's these other people. I kind of see why they'd want to go, and it's sad if they don't get to go, but I desperately want my characters to go. And it's been really fun to watch. They've been getting even better, and they've all been really bonding together and it's just been amazing to watch 
So what else have you been watching? I've also finished all of Eureka 7. Tell me about that. It was a roller coaster. I won't get into it quite so much because I want you to watch it at some point. All right, I'll I watch it and we watch. can cover it then. But man, I was watching it for a while. I thought to myself, this is going to be one of my new favorites. And I mean like top 10, one of my favorites. I mean top 10 material favorite. Really? Really in love with it. And then things started to change a little bit for me. It wasn't quite as good as it had been, but it's still really good. It's about this kid Renton and he joins up with this group of people who he wants to ride waves with and they have these sort of mysterious robots and they have this mysterious girl and his dad is this really well-known hero that died in war and all of these things. So it's about his journey with joining this group and finding his place within the group because this group has been sort of his heroes for a lot of his youth and then now he's learning more about what they really do and some of their backstories. So I still gave it an 8 out of 10. I still think it's very good. I would definitely recommend it. I definitely want to watch it again with you. There were parts of it that it got a little existential and confusing for me. That's kind of where it lost me a bit but definitely would recommend it. It's very good. That's awesome. I very much enjoyed watching it. It did not go where I thought it would go. It went very off course. I am a little sad that it didn't turn out to be a top 10 material, but I also watched Tata Never Falls in Love. Yes. Which you sort of saw some uh-huh. parts of that sort of interspersed. You know, you'd come in the room and I'd be watching it, but <laughs> it's so cute. It was very cute. It turned out to be the sweet little romance between this guy and this girl who's a princess from another country and set to marry this other guy. And he's this sweet little photographer guy in the school's photography club and they end up potentially becoming interested in each other. And it's really sweet to hear more about his backstory. And his friend in there is up there for top 10 best friends. So this kid never brought it up, never said anything, but on the anniversary of the main character's parents' death, he always does some fun skit or some fun thing with them. Mm-hmm. And he plans it out, makes this a big deal. Ever since they were little kids, like ever since they were like 10, he's been doing this for them. I think that's really sweet. Tata, the main character, goes and flies out to see this girl again. He literally follows him on the plane, like sneakily, because he loves him and wants to be with him and make sure he's okay. He's the one who is like, who made you cry? I will destroy them. Right. So he's a great friend. That was sweet to see. I really enjoyed it. I love their interesting love story. It had a good ending. What else have you been watching? I have a few others I've been watching, but I'd love to hear some of what you've been watching. So I only watched one thing by myself this time. It's Gabriel Dropout, and I'm up to episode three. And I gotta say, I'm into all-girl slice of life kind of stuff, and this is pretty good so far. I've really been enjoying it. Gabriel Dropout so far is about angels and demons. So the angels are supposed to be these, well, angels and They're actually kind of mean and demons are supposed to be evil, but they can't really pull it off. And it's it's just this really funny thing about these angels and demons who are living in high school. You see Gabriel try to be this really kind, this really angelic person. But then as soon as she realizes that she could just game all day, she loses her entire life to gaming and like (laughs) goofing off and not being a good person. Her halo turns dark and she has to clean it off. She's just a mess. And I totally feel 
that. Right. Meanwhile, her demon friend, Vignette, she's supposed to be this demon, but actually she's just really helpful and tries to get Gabriel back on her feet, mostly. And then there's Raphael, who also came down from heaven after graduating from their Angel Academy. And Raphael, she is secretly kind of evil and is really messing with the other characters in the show a lot, especially my favorite character, Satanichia, says that she's going to be the queen of hell one day. And she's the most Chunibyo girl. She's like, oh my God, I'm going to be this super horrific, super mean, demonic demon. But all she could do is really petty things to people. And then she watches as Gabriel walks by and is drinking some orange juice and tosses it toward the trash can. And then she misses and orange juice gets everywhere. And sometimes she is like, no, 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 you need to clean that up. So like comedically, and then, and then they, I'm they rock paper scissors for it. And then Satani Chia ends up losing and cleans up Gabriel's drink. She just can't be evil, no matter what. She tries so hard, but instead she's just all evil laugh and nothing of it. It's a really goofy anime. I've been enjoying it. I'm excited to watch more. That sounds funny. So the last two that I watched this week, I watched them with my friend. So I have a friend who I watch anime with when I go to visit her. And we watched Yu Yu Hakusho. And we're at episode 46. Mm -hmm. And we watched Yona of the Dawn. And we're at episode 4. I've been really enjoying Yu Yu Hakusho overall. We are in the Demon Tournament arc right now, which does feel like it's been taking a really long time. But it's getting very good. I'm very excited to be watching it. Currently, you is doubled over in a cave after absorbing some power and we're gonna see whether he's able to take that power or not and I of course sure that he's going to be able to absorb this power make his way down to the battlefield and then fight like we've never seen him fight before and win and it's gonna be really mm-hmm. exciting so I'm ready for that in the meantime we've been seeing Hiei fight some really cool battles and we've been seeing Karama fight some really cool battles he's fighting against this character played by Vic, Vic Magnonia and I'm pretty sure this is one of his first voice acting roles. Really? Because he sounds like Ed from Full Metal Alchemist a little bit but you can hear the Ed in his voice but it's not like fully developed yet because this is 1992. I think this is one of his first roles. I'm not 100% on that but anyway. So yeah we've been seeing Kie do some cool stuff. We're seeing Karama do some cool stuff. Kuabara I'm sure is going to do some cool stuff coming up. We will see. But he's my favorite. I know you're not a big fan of Kuabara. No, I'm not. Because you've watched all of Yu Yu Hakusho, right? I don't remember it very well, though. I know. I'm sad that you don't like him. He's my favorite. I love him very much. I did warm up to him a bit throughout the series though he's just like that lovable heart of gold sort of airheaded delinquent kind of guy that i like and his girlfriend's there yukine is there right now cheering him on so we'll see well she's not there actually they're currently lost in the woods but she was there and it was all very sweet and cute right now all of the girls are lost in the woods i have a feeling that maybe they'll happen upon yusuke and keiko and him will have a moment we'll see i'm very excited for him and keiko to hopefully eventually be together we will see. Anyway, I also watched Yona of the Dawn up to episode four. It's not exactly the kind of anime I would watch by myself, but my friend got me into it. I think the main character that looks cool. Well, not yet. She's not yet cool, but she's getting there. Oh. She's gonna be cool. Right now, she's just a princess who's 
dad was murdered by the man she was in love with who is less hot than the guy she should be with and obviously less cool than the guy she should be with but she's battling right now sort of with being still in love with him he murdered her dad and the man she should be in love with forever hawk nicely took her to his village and they're taking her taking care of her there right now and it's the man who killed her dad is sort of spinning this narrative that hawk ran off with the princess yona and killed the king himself so we'll see what happens there but yeah we look forward into the future and she's this really cool archer and so i'm excited for that right now she's sort of weak and sad but it's not her fault she's a princess she wouldn't know how to do a lot of this stuff i'm excited for her character development of becoming sort of this strong woman and of course falling madly in love with this hawk guy who's obviously way better on to our final yes one let's talk about it we watch together Yes, the final one we've watched together. Final one we've been watching recently. Mob Psycho 100. Yes! One and two! Mob Psycho 100. It was good. It was good. It was so good. I think we both agree that it deserves a nine. Oh, yeah. I would give season two a 10 if I didn't only give 10 to Gurren Lagan. <laughs> if Gurren Lagan was not my only 10 in my life, Mob well, Psycho 100 Mob Psycho 100. 100% get a 10. It hasn't gone to space. So. No, it hasn't gone. That's right. It hasn't gone to space. Not impressed. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, it was so good. I didn't expect it to get here. I feel like season two was a real surprise. I expected it to still be that kind of quirky, goofy, semi-serious at times show. I really loved the first season. I thought it was really good, but it wasn't, to me, like, mind-blowing and amazing. I thought it was really, really good, and I enjoyed it a lot. And the animation was really cool, and the fights were really cool, and things were unique, and the people and the characters were unique, and I did enjoy Reagan and his relationship. I love Reagan. In the first season. I wasn't sure about Reagan at first. Oh my god. At the very end of the first season where he just starts beating everyone because he's absorbed Mob's power because he like grabbed Mob's face. That was amazing. Incredible ending to the first season. Yeah. Great job. And this season's even better because he had character development. Yes. And they finally addressed that he's using Mob. Yeah. He was totally using Mob. And now we feel better about him. Yeah. And his agency. (laughs) But then he has to convince the rest of the world that it's okay. Yeah, and he gets on there and he's like, you've grown up so much. And he's like, why am I still even doing this? You know, he's up there thinking, why do I even do this anymore? Why does this even matter? And then he thinks about Mob and how he came in as a little child and all that stuff he was telling Mob to try to encourage him. That was so sweet. I was a little sad, though, to hear that Mob's ideals come from Reagan just talking, trying to get Mob to leave. Yeah, but I still feel like those ideals come from a real place that Reagan has ideas from. Because Reagan's been consistent in repeating those same things to Mob. You don't use your powers on people. Right. Everybody's valuable even if they don't have powers. He didn't believe the powers were real. Yeah, but that's not the point. The sentiment's still good. The sentiment's still important. It does pass my test, by the way, which is that for any shonen, I feel like you can't just beat a villain. You also have to beat the villain's ideals in order to really hit it home Mm -hmm. and in this case they did beat the villain through strength but they also beat the villain through his ideals and proved that you can't just get everything through being the strongest because at the end of the day he just ended up being alone and he finally was able to speak to his loneliness yeah the villain this season was really good it was very interesting i really liked it 
but can we talk about the fights? <laughs> Whoa. That last series of fights, that was amazing. All the different things that they were doing and evolving into and all of the different tactics that they were using and seeing Mob finally be able to use, you know, so much of his power was insane. Both the fight with the spirit dude, Mogami, where he's possessing Asagiri, and the fight with Suzuki, the final boss of Claw, both of those just blew my mind. They both felt like high stake. He went in and attacked and both of them were like, whoa, this cannot be happening. This the, the animation is inspired creative and the pacing of the stories were all just really good i'm always impressed by mob he loves his milk and kind of got that naruto thing going on where he believes in giving people second chances even to a ridiculous degree where he's like this person's never gonna be good again and mom's like do you promise you'll never do anything bad and they're the like yeah like, we promise yeah i promise and then mom's like okay <laughs> he, he's so <laughs> he's so sweet and naive yeah and naive gentle also when he's mad though he's legitimately terrifying yeah i've never seen another character in anime that's both so adorable and kind and sweet i just want to pat him on the head but also extremely terrifying when he's mad he just unleashes this rage that's crazy he seems so cool too when he was fighting Suzuki and he suddenly turns around and is like, all right, then we got to do this the hard way. And finally exhausts everything and has realized that words are not going to work on this guy. And he starts tearing him a bit by right. bit, like just twisting right. all of his body parts. That was intense. In Naruto, which I love so much, it feels like the fighting often comes first. And then he does his talk no jutsu where he finally gets right. them beat down enough to talk things out. And then it ends up moving things over and they understand him more but in this he fought for a little bit but not really trying to seriously fight and he was trying really hard to talk this guy down talk him out of it and it was not working and not working not working and he's like you know what fine we'll do this your way and he started seriously fighting him and i it was just mind-blowingly crazy how hard he was going at this guy and how intense their fight scenes were and then finally at the end when he's beaten him and he has him at this point where he's gonna just self-destruct he sits down with him anyway and starts talking to him and is very gentle with him and kind with him again it was amazing it really speaks to the naruto fan in you (laughs) to the naruto fan in me yeah but it it also just speaks to mob's character that he sticks to what he believes in i love that about mob he's a really good kid I love too. I know this is more of a side thing at this point, but I love how he joined the Body Improvement Club, and it wasn't just a meme. They've stayed on with that. He's still trying to improve himself, and that's the point of it. Is that even though he can't be perfect in every way, he's not talented in everything, but he's just trying so hard to improve and like make friends with people, even if they're not like him. Mm-hmm. And that's such a beautiful thing. I think that the Body Improvement Club really sings all of the good things about this anime and brings them together into one place. I love it. I love that he works so hard with them, and I love how much they love him. Mm-hmm. Because at the end, that big scary man, who is obviously more powerful than they could ever hope to be, he's literally in the top of the top best psychics, and he's pounding away on that guy, and he's protecting Mob with all he has. Oh, right. Musashi. Yeah, he's trying- When he's protecting Mob. Yeah. And then Dimple possesses Him, Musashi. yeah, and fights the guy off. I just really like how protective they are of him. When he gets kidnapped. <laughs> yes. And and they go to rescue him. I just thought that was cool. They're always there for him. They always have his back. Mm-hmm. And then I love how the telepathy club is also there. 
Yeah. And he's also kind of a part of that club, too. I think we're going to see more of the telepathy club girl, Tomei. I think we're going to see more of her in the future. I think so, too. Maybe we'll see more of Subomi, the girl he likes. Yeah, who knows? I think she might like him, too. I think so, maybe. I also really like, in season one, how they handled Ritsu and his relationship, his brother. I really like how they had this sort of distant relationship, but you couldn't tell because he was being so friendly to Mob, but it was out of fear. But then Ritsu unlocks his powers, and he can't handle it for a while. He doesn't understand the responsibility that goes along with them. But then, once he sees the kind of danger he can get in he realizes that he needs to be more responsible with his powers i do feel like he kind of turned good too quickly there after going into an evil fit he was like i'm gonna be better than mob in every way i guess the admiration for mob and the fear of mob at the end of the day is what sort of keeps him in line maybe (laughs) that makes sense yeah because i'm not so sure he has the same heart that mob has i mean obviously we discover that his view of psychic powers is bad that he views having psych powers meaning that you're better than other people he always felt inferior to mob because he didn't have psychic powers and yet mob always admired him for all of the different things he had like being good at sports being able to have friends so he wasn't valuing his own skills i'm kind of glad that he's not nearly as powerful as mob same because I feel like he wouldn't be able to handle it. But is Reagan the best mentor in all of anime? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think he might be. I think so. No. He's so brave. This guy goes up with just a gun to the most powerful psychic. He doesn't. I don't in- think he realizes the severity of the situation. I think he does. He's always there to come defend Mob against these crazy psychic people and then punch them in the yeah. face out of nowhere. I never get tired of I never him get punching tired people. <laughs> he, he won the day with the dude who could teleport around and read people's movements but just by like... coming out of nowhere and punching him. I know. I was so impressed by Reagan. I'm like, yeah, dude, you do that. You go. You can. But what I'm saying is he's so brave. This man is crazy. He, he seems has no invinci- powers. invincible, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He's like he can just do whatever he wants. Yeah. Which I... is why I was glad to see him fall so many times. I still can't get over that part where he comes in when they're trying to get Mob to buy that vase. Yes. That he cracked. <laughs> And he walks up and the guy barely touches him. And he's like, my shoulder, that's going to be... A one million yen. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, the emotional abuse, that's going to be another... And it just adds up to five million. Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden, an actual ghost starts haunting them. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I love that part. But I think he might be one of the best mentors in all of anime. That's yeah, I agree. He's better than Kamina for sure. Oof, okay, those are some strong words there, my guy. Oh, no, you were the one who was saying that she, he's the best mentor. Yep. Reagan. Better than Kamina. Ooh. Better than Jiraiya. Him, him and Aruka are on the same level. <laughs> they can share. To be clear. They can share the best. Aruka sensei. <laughs> They'll share the title together, him and Reagan. Him and the Ichiraku ramen guy. <laughs> No, why do people say that? All he did was who accepted give him ramen. Naruto first? Aruka Sensei, <laughs> the Aruka Ichiraku ramen guy. No, Aruka accepted brought him Naruto there. before anyone else. Let's face it. Whatever. Without the Ichiraku ramen guy, Aruka would have been nothing. No, that's not true. <laughs> Aruka walked, so Kakashi and Jiraiya and Yamato could run. <laughs> 
And then so that Reagan could one day carry fly. the mantle. Yes. <laughs> so that Reagan could fly. Yeah. Reagan's great. I just, I don't like how deceptive he is. I kind of do. You do? When he uses it for good. Yeah, but it's still yeah. lying. Yeah, but I love it when he walks into that vase shop and he shows them what an even better con man can do. Yeah, in that case, that was fine. But in every other case, it was like, I don't know, he just, at first he kind of came off like a dick to me. He was actually being a jerk to Mob in season one. He was, but I feel like everything he says to him is right, though. You shouldn't use your powers on other people. He didn't mean that at first. He just was saying it to get him. No, he keeps reiterating to lie to him basically no but he keeps reiterating it i think there is the reagan that is using mob and the reagan that really loves mob and wants to actually teach him things and i think that he wants to make money and wants a successful business but i don't think that means that while even though i don't approve obviously but i don't think that means that just because he lies to mob means that he doesn't love him i also think that maybe he's gotten in so deep at this point with mob that he doesn't want to tell him the truth and doesn't want to admit to mob that he's a fake and is worried that if mob ever found out that he would leave and not want him to be his mentor anymore right because remember the part where he's like did you know what i was the whole time when mob shows up and starts moving all that stuff around Mm -hmm. for him at the conference he's like i knew you were a good man or whatever he (laughs) says (laughs) and reagan's tearing up Mob and Reagan are so beautiful. I'm pretty sure Mob knows that he's not really a psychic. Really? He wouldn't have shown up and did his psychic stuff for him if he thought he was actually a psychic. Because he was covering for him. Sure. So, I don't know. I'm glad that he realized in season two that he wasn't treating him very well and started actually taking better care of him. Like that part where he's like, yeah, we're not going to have any new customers this week really anyway. And then it's all (laughs) filled up with people. And he's like, let's go start running so that you can win this race. And he starts running with him. This is the kind of redemption arc we need. Yeah, and then he shows up on the day of the marathon and runs with him, too. To me, though, the difference is that Reagan overall is a good person. Overall, he may lie and use Mob. He just sort of took him away from his friends at really important moments. I think he was trying to impress him, too, because he didn't want to let him down. And I think he lied to him a lot because he wanted him to still be around. But anyway, we love Reagan. We love Mob. Reagan is everything. Reagan best mentor all of anime besides uh, Aruka. Aruka <laughs> Period. <laughs> yes. They are tied for the top spot. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what? I don't even know who I think would be the best mentor in it's all crazy. of anime. Maybe we need to have an episode on that. <laughs> yeah, mentor wars. <laughs> I'm down. Do you have anything else to say about Mob? Overall, I would just say that it really surprised me. Me too. Because we had watched the first episode before and we're both just like, mm, We just I'm weren't not... ready for that. Yeah. We were like, I don't know about all and, this. And, you know, I wasn't wanting to watch a show about ghosts. Yeah, neither was I at the time. But it wasn't about ghosts. It was about psychics. And that was cool. Yeah. I'm very glad we gave it another chance because it turned out to be one of my potentially top 20, top 10 favorites. Me too. It's, it's very good. Yeah. And I can't wait till season three. Me either. Hopefully it's soon. We'll see. We'll mm-hmm. have to see. All right. Well, that's everything for our podcast today. Thanks for listening. That's it for today. <gasps>